I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Every week, I'm going to add to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision-making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast. I always try to find topics for you that are interesting and that are important to human interaction, that are important to the way that we interact with people, not just uh, in our businesses, but in our everyday lives. And uh, with, of course, a, an organizational focus. Uh, and, and this topic has been on my mind for a while, and I've wondered, is this going to go away? Um, is this going to be something that's short-lived? But work has shifted, and we are now moved to a work-from-home normality, and most people uh, have been working from home for some time. Some people are intending to continue to work from home. I know there are a lot of organizations that are looking at what are the benefits of working from home as opposed to putting people in large groups in large offices. And with that in mind, it's going to change some of our interactions. Um, this shift to a work-from-home culture is going to have a big impact on how organizations build relationships, how organizations get things done, and I think it's something that needs to have some critical thought before we move forward. Twitter has announced that they don't see any reason why people can't work from home if they want. Um, that's across their workforce. Nationwide insurance is going to close all but their four main locations. By November 2020, everyone else will be work from home. Financial giant Morgan Stanley has found in this pandemic that they can really do a lot from home with a much smaller real estate footprint and not lose a lot of productivity. One of the biggest costs that organizations face is that real estate cost. That's one of their largest fixed costs, one that they have difficulty um, when profits go down, when cash flow goes down. That's the first thing that uh, is a pinch, right? And we've seen a lot of uh, landlords that are helping with rent reductions or allowing people to skip rent payments because they don't want to lose those tenants. It's hard to fill those big spaces. So, because of that, because we're in an economic downturn, um, whatever that's going to be classified as uh, right now, I'll leave to the economists, whether we say it's a recession or whether we say um, it's something else. We know that unemployment is up. We know that companies are struggling. So we need to adjust to that. One of the ways that companies are adjusting is by sl thinking about slashing, if they haven't already slashed, those real estate costs, moving people home. It's great for the bottom line, but what about our interactions? What about our teamwork? 
What about our relationships? How do I build those relationships? If I'm sitting at home in my home office, everyone else is at home in their home office. How do we get the benefit of organizational work? Even with individual contributors, even with people that are not part of a team, even with people that do their work on their own and supply that outcome on their own to the organization, we need those relationships. We need those interactions. That's why we have organizations in the first place. So while the organizations are saving real estate costs, uh, maintenance costs, all the costs that are associated with those large real estate holdings, while they're saving those costs, are they really impacting the bottom line? Because there are also costs involved in team building, in relationships, in interconnected organizational work. Even before the pandemic, I was a work at home guy. I like to come and work at home. I would work at home two days a week, maybe three days a week, and in the office the other days. While I was at home, I did things that I didn't need to have interactions. I did things that were focused on what I was doing, writing, researching, uh, developing course materials that I needed for my class, things that I could do with my head down, with music playing, usually pretty loud, um, things that I didn't need to be in the office for. But on those days that I was in the office, those are the days that I built the relationships, that I talked to my colleagues, that I worked with my colleagues, that I had meetings, that I interacted with students. And now, since I've been home for two months, that interaction with students has been very low. That interaction with colleagues has been very low. And it has had an impact. So the work from home situation may be better for some than others. But what we have to consider is how does it impact the organization? Now, some of us, me included, have this personality trait that we call introversion. And a lot of people have said throughout this pandemic, oh, this work from home situation must be wonderful for introverts. They get to be at home, keep their head down, not interact with people. And some of that may be near the truth. Um, there are days that I walk into my home office, I close the door, and it's a happy time. I do some work. Then there are days where that isolation just grates on you. It, it's too much. So I can say, and I'm going to speak for all the introverts out there, there are some benefits here, but there are also some costs. Because we're introverts. We're not necessarily recluses. Some of us may be. Um, but there's a difference between being reclusive and being introverted. Introversion, remember, it doesn't mean that we don't want to have those interactions. It means that they're costly for us. And like everything that's costly, there's typically a benefit that comes with that cost. And we have those interactions because the benefit outweighs the cost. The cost for introverts is that we expend energy to have those interactions, particularly with people that are not well known to us. For extroverts, they gain energy from that. So extroverts are sitting at home and they're not gaining the energy from the interactions that they need to have. 
so their energy is low. Introverts are sitting at home. They're not expending that energy, but they're also not getting the benefits. So guess what? The introverts have low energy as well. This is a difficult way to build relationships. So introverts need that interaction to build relationships. We build our, we build our relationships differently than extroverts. Introverts need the interaction. We need to see the physical cues. We need to hear the tone of voice. We need to be around someone so that we can become comfortable, so that the interaction costs us less energy and we still get those giant gains from having that interaction. Extroverts build the relationships quickly, right? They want to get out. They want to talk to people. They want to talk to a lot of people. However... If they're not in person, they're missing a lot of information. They're making their choices. They're making their decisions based on minimized information. They don't have the information to know, how should I react to this person? How should I interact with this person? And that's bad for all of us. So what did we do to combat this problem? We jammed Zoom into the problem. We inserted Zoom and made it the answer. And I'm going to say Zoom the way that you probably say Kleenex now, right? When people talk about video meetings, we used to talk about the platform that we used, whether it was Google Hangouts or whatever. Now, people typically say Zoom. People say Zoom the way that you say when your nose is running, could you hand me a Kleenex? So I'm going to say Zoom a lot. Uh, It doesn't mean that this doesn't apply to Microsoft Teams the Google platform, um, any of the other platforms, but Zoom is kind of the ubiquitous term. So I'm also going to say Zoom is not the answer. Zoom is a Band-Aid that we put on this problem that we had. People were feeling separated. People were feeling secluded. People were feeling like they couldn't connect with the people they needed to connect with. So we put Zoom in there, and we're operating with incomplete data. We're operating with a lot of assumptions. When you are looking at Zoom, and I have done a lot of Zoom interaction through this pandemic, and it's okay, but remember, it's incomplete, it's not perfect, it's a Band-Aid. When you're looking at Zoom and you see boxes with people's heads, and you see some kind of background, some information. It's better than nothing, but it's not complete data. We can't see the facial expressions very well because we're looking at small boxes. We're not looking at faces. We can't see the body language. Honestly, we can't see if they're wearing sweatpants or shorts or, or what with their business top um, it's the, new, it's the new thing, right? Sweatpants on the bottom with the business top on, on the top. Um, we can't see that information. And wouldn't you like to know that this is the person that I'm interacting with? This is who they are. It's important to know that. When I sit in a classroom with students and have a discussion with them, they get so much more about who I am They get so much more about how I interact, what's important to me, the research that I've done, the way that I feel, the things that I think about. 
than if we're on a Zoom. If we're on a Zoom, people are there, they're straightforward about what we're here to accomplish, and then we move on. For introverts, for all my introverts out there, my people, um, I can relate to this. Um, as an introvert, I know that the Zoom meetings have all the stress of an in-person meeting with someone that I don't know well. All the stress of an interaction where I have to be on all the time. And it becomes worse because in the Zoom meeting, the focus is always on you. Even if you are not the one speaking, we know that we have that box right there and it's probably being recorded or it's got the possibility of being recorded. And so the focus seems like it's always on the people that are in the Zoom meeting. There's no little break. In a live meeting, when someone else is talking, all the focus goes to that person. And we can look at other faces and we can see that the focus is on that person. In the Zoom meeting, all the eyes are looking back at you. And that's exhausting, particularly for an introvert. For extroverts, the Zoom meeting exhausts them for another reason. For extroverts, you miss the connection. There's no human connection there. It's the same connection as if you were watching reruns of Friends on Netflix or wherever Friends is located now on the streaming services. I don't know. Um, but it's the same. We don't have a connection. It's faces on a screen. And it's really difficult for the extroverts to make that human connection over the faces on the screen. So instead, the extroverts rush to the judgment. They have false relationships. Um, it's, a, it's a different kind of difficulty, but it's still a difficulty. And what we know is that there is such a thing as Zoom fatigue. People have talked about it. You've seen articles about it. It's real. It's because we know that we're being watched. It's because we feel like we have to be on through the entire thing because all those eyes stare back at us. It's a spotlight issue. We can't really interact. And here's the really important thing. In a face-to-face -face interaction, we get the benefit of that human interaction. We get the benefit of the relationship. And the relationship is critically important to humans critically important in our organizations, critically important for all of the things that we're trying to accomplish, go back into the back catalog of this podcast, find the episode about relationships, listen to that. It's very clear that we get benefits from our relationships. It's very clear that our organizations survive, our organizations thrive, we achieve things, because of our relationships. If we take those relationships away, I'm afraid that we are going to have catastrophic effects when, in our organizations, in our economy, in our everyday life. Humans need interactions. We can't survive without relationships. We need to have those. So as much as people say, oh, this must be great for the introverts, oh, introverts are thriving right now. It's not necessarily true. 
we need to manage this. We need to have our Zoom meetings because they're important, but we need to supplement. And how that looks going forward, I don't know. This is where creativity is going to have to come into play, where we're going to have to say, these are some interactions that I'm comfortable having. These are some people from the office that I'm willing to sit in a conference room with. And it could be just that, sitting in a conference room, spaced apart. It could be interactions with masks on. Even though um, that's not the best interaction for us because we miss a lot of those cues, even though that's not the way we want to have interactions, it might be the right thing to do right now is to have those interactions with masks on in the office, carrying your hand sanitizer. But we need to come up with ways that we can maintain those interactions, even as people are moving home to work, even as people are abandoning the typical organizational structure that we've had. We must maintain our interactions. We must maintain our relationships. So think about that. If you are the one in your organization that can come up with that creative way to maintain those interactions, you've done your organization a great service. Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at meyernegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.